0: Episode 184 Nick Unsworth Life on Fire. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha. My name is Adam Lewis Walker, former athlete and teacher, now turned lifestyle and entrepreneur coach. Each week we bring you the world's most successful minds to inspire you to act on your true potential. It is time to awaken. Invite you to my live event one month away, all about the world's experts sharing how to achieve more and take massive action and really awaken your alpha in 2016. The New York Times best-selling author of Mastery, The 50th Law with 50 Cent, and his best known book, The 48 Laws of Power. Robert Green is secured as our big name coming to the event May the 27th and 28th. There's only 50 seats available. So head over to AYAlpha.com forward slash awaken. Okay, everyone. We have an awesome one for you today. We have life on fire. We have Nick Unsworth. I've been following Nick for a while. I've been harassing him and wearing his T-shirts for a good year or two by now. It took me getting all the way over to America, going to his live event. And uh, also, we bumped into each other when he was speaking. I saw him speak at Dr. Andreas' event. But... He's a, he's a serial entrepreneur and he's a business coach and focus on Facebook marketing. So we're going to definitely dive into that. Some of the key things about Nick, one of his goals, dreams that he set out at an early age was to build a business and sell it by 30 even. And when he managed that, and we're going to dig into that as well. But firstly, Nick, silly question to you with Life and Fire, but are you ready to awaken your alpha today?
1: I am, man. I'm fired up. Let's do this thing.
0: Awesome. We met at the end of last year, actually in person. And then again, at your event, Ignite, which again, just want to put out to anyone who's interested. That's part of the inspiration for me doing my own live event, Awaken this year. I mean, it was it was absolutely legendary. Is there anything you'd like to add to your bio? Because I know it's it's all moving really quickly for you, and I know you. There's some connection with Damon John as well with your with your clothes. I haven't got your t-shirt on for once. <laughs> me and my wife always wear that.
1: So yeah, I mean, you know, I um, and we'll get into journey and story, but uh, you know, entrepreneur. I've uh, been an entrepreneur since I was a kid, and you know, with creating life on fire, my mission is to help people find their purpose and then prosper with purpose and build a business. And, you know, with that has come, been doing live events, been helping people with marketing and and getting clear on what their, you know, their gifts are and how to bring it to market and their message. But what's interesting is that as I've been doing that, I've always had, my heart has always been, um, like, my dream has always been to take life on fire and really bring it to the masses. And so, you know, we're doing a lot with coaching, but that, that you know, we have, you know, a couple hundred coaching clients, plus we sell a lot of products, but uh, we're going wide with it. So we ended up uh, having Damon John, as you mentioned from Shark Tank, uh, we had him speak at our big uh, event called Ignite Your Movement, uh, which is now going to be called the Life on Fire Fest, which is really ah, cool. And, so so he so he spoke at the event and then from that we ended up getting a meeting with him and he loves our brand and he was super fired up and we we struck a deal so he uh, his team and, and he have uh, designed all new life on fire shirts and we're gonna be busting those out with the, all with the new website within the next thirty days and strategically where we're headed heading is um, yeah we do coaching we help businesses grow but. Personal development is just a huge, deep passion. And so we're going to be um, really focusing on personal development, helping people just take their, their potential and get it out because it's so easy to go through life and to settle, or so easy to go through life and have these gifts inside you and be, know that you're meant for more, but just kind of eh, just acknowledge that, that it's there, not take action on it. So we're going to be really diving deep into personal development.
0: Awesome. And uh, you mentioned about Damon John there, and I'm sure a lot of people are aware of him from Shark Tank. But again with the clothing line links, the man behind Fubu as well. And so obviously this is big things for yourself. And oh it's huge. Right yes. Absolutely awesome. You said you'd talk more about your origin story. I wanted to know you like where are you originally from. Um I obviously I know this, but I just want to share with the listeners just in your origin story as well, I want the tattoo story to come out briefly because <laughs> that is it's awesome at the same time. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I grew up in, in Connecticut and, you know, just, uh, in a blue collar, you know, middle-class home and my mom was, I was so lucky to have a mom that was, you know, stay at home mom. And I was raised to think that I could do anything I put my mind to. I mean, she literally would just say, Nick, like you can do anything, you know, your little, you can do anything that your little heart desires. You can do anything you put your mind to. And, and so that was just incredible as a child to have that. And have her saying those kinds of encouraging things. And then on the flip side, I had my father, who is literally one of the hardest working human beings I've ever met in my entire life. You know, we some of us entrepreneurs, we think about Gary Vaynerchuk and the hustle and the grit and like crying and like he's all flying and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But um, my, my man, Kevin Unsworth, my, my pops, you know, <laughs> run for his money. And But what happened is that for me as a, as a child, you know, I just saw how hard he was working and I just... What I remembered as a kid was the fact that even though I was a great dad, an incredible father who gave me so many gifts, that I would, I would, you know, miss having him there at the football games and different things like that. And so as a kid, I didn't know any better. I resented some of that stuff. And as I grew older, I, it was my mission to be an entrepreneur it was my mission to have time freedom and financial freedom. And that I was obsessed about it. And so paper route when I was six years old, because my brother was you know, almost four years older and I'm like, I want half. I demanded half of that paper route. I was picking the back one my hands and knees at 14, you know, job waiting tables at 16. I was self-sufficient and on my own by 18 and, um, and, you know, providing for myself. My parents did help out a bit with college and stuff, but long story short, as I got into college to become an entrepreneur, I had always had this dream to sell a business by 30 because after reading some of the books, we get hyped up. You know, we listen to podcasts, we read books and we get amped about, the, you know, the thought of financial freedom and time freedom and yeah. you know, selling a business was always like the, the big destination that I was like, yeah. man, if I ever sold a company, like, wow.
0: What I like about that as well, because a lot of people say, oh, I might want to build a business or I want to sell a business. But I like the fact you put in a deadline. Which I think is helpful yeah. because, again, from when you're going to tell us about this story, probably if you didn't have that deadline, it may have been when you was 40 or something. I <laughs>
1: wish I said when I, by the time I was 25.
0: You probably would have done it because yeah, to 20, a lot 24 and a half. yeah. <laughs> because I mean, I went
1: through. I mean, shoot, you know, at, at 21, I set the record in a two billion dollar network marketing company and just hustled and, and built out a network marketing team. But the challenge with that was, I look back, and I've always wanted to do good. I've always wanted to help people. And I found that I made money and I had, you know, a, half a dozen people that made money, but I had hundreds of people that bought stuff mm. and that took some action, but didn't make any money. And so when I look back, it was like, am I helping or am I hurting? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I made this judgment call that it was like, I actually think I'm not, I'm not, I'm helping people for sure. Yeah. there's more people that are failing than there are winning and it didn't sit well. So I ended up going from that to all kinds of other opportunities and hopped company to company, got into real estate right when the market crashed, literally moved from Connecticut to San Diego. Within two weeks of doing that, the great recession hits and this whole opportunity explodes and implodes. It was awful. And so I, I just, I was chasing money and I was chasing you know, this dream of selling a business. And every time I, I chased, it was always the wrong timing in the wrong industry. And so I kept chasing, chasing. I ended up with literally 11 business failures. And on my 11th business failure, at this point, I was $50,000 in debt. And I had maxed out all my credit cards. I had no money left, and it was the first time in my life that I wasn't—I I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills because I was stuck. I mean, I—I I had moved money around, I had done as many balance transfers as I could, but in those days, in 2000, you know, eight, nine, and even 2010, I mean, that's credit card companies were doubling your minimum payments. The interest rates had skyrocketed. So, you know, I—I I had 3,500 bucks a month to cover. The majority of that 3,500 in my bills was interest on the 35, uh, on the 50 K. Yeah. So I was so stuck. And I mean, my health went, I hit 213 pounds. I mean, I, you know, was prescribed Lipitor and I was on blood thinners. I had to wear like an EKG thing that all the nodes attached to my chest, walk around with this (laughs) thing in my pocket. And I was a mess. Yeah, and, and you know, for the first time in my life, I, I truly did consider, you know, giving up. I mean, I even had a couple suicidal moments. I mean, it was really, really bad, and because everything I had worked so hard for, I had sacrificed all
0: of my twenties. I would, yeah. Hot. Weren't your family and friends a lot of the time like, yeah, well, you giving it a few guys, go- you're giving it quite a few goes now. Are you going to come and like be normal oh now? Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: everyone around, well, was, was see, the, the sad thing is that I, I sacrificed so much. So mm. in any relationships, the other person always knew that my business was number one. Yeah. My family knew my business was number one. I, I mean, you know, every, everything was below this goal, this mission to sell a company. And what happened is it kind of, you know, I missed out on a lot of life, you know, in college. Yeah. I. I, I didn't go on, you know, spring breaks with everyone else. I didn't have a vacation for seven years and, Whoa. and you know, so I, I, sacrificed, but I thought, you know, I was sacrificing for my future. Right. So I end up in this spot 50 can debt and I'm on the verge of just giving up and you know, everyone's saying, why don't you just be more like your brother, get a job. Like, you know, you're obviously not good at this. If you've done it a lot of times, I mean, clearly it's not working, right? Yeah. Like And so I hit this point where I was really down and out. And then my mom gives me the book, The Secret, and she writes in the front cover, I believe in you. And I read The Secret in one sitting. And some people love The Secret. Some people are like, oh, it's just, you know, it's woo woo. It's just about like thinking positive thoughts. But to me, it's like, how could you, there's there's nothing negative or bad about a book that reframes how you think in your head. And no matter who you are, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a parent, whether you're a teacher, it doesn't matter. The thoughts we think in our head, that that's what shows up in our lives. It's like what we think about, that's what appears in our lives. And when I realized that, that everything that I was thinking was of lack, was of scarcity, yeah. was of fear, it was like,
0: I'm screwed. <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I say, if that's the one thing you can take from the book, like you said, there's no negative in that. Yeah, you just, it, it, yeah just, it, it's just it's, make it's, that awareness, yeah.
1: Exactly. And, and that's exactly what it was. It gave me awareness over my thoughts. And as soon as I had that, and I realized, all right, well, I'm going to put this to the test. And I went a little bit extreme, as I
0: always do. This is good.
1: This is good. So I, I say, all right, well, I'm going to go all in. At this point, it was uh, by the time I, I got the book and read The Secret, it was, uh, it was 2010. And I decided I was going to tattoo a goal on my chest. <laughs> And the goal was again to sell a business by 30 years old. So I, I get this, I get a cross on my chest, and I grew up, you know, Catholic, and I always believed in God, but I was kind of far from God at that point in my yeah. life. I, it's kind of interesting that I did that at that time, but I, I made I put it across. So I figured I, I won't regret a cross, right? So I put the cross, and then in the middle there's the S from the logo in the secret, and then backwards it says believe 2012. And so, in the mirror, if I'm looking at it, I could read it clearly. But if you're looking at me, you're yeah. like, "What's that?" You're, you know. So what happened though is to be so bold to put a goal on your on your chest like that, and imagine what my friends and family everyone thought it was nuts. And <laughs> but in my head, I expected the result. And that, as entrepreneurs, that's what we all have to do. If you go into business like hoping it's going to work, you're toast. If you uh, if you're going to try to be an entrepreneur, you're screwed.
0: Yeah, you and it's, yeah, it's a really tough time. And not only do you more likely to you're going to have success if you commit to a higher level, but also if you're in that trying phase or like, you know, mm-hmm. just testing it out. You, you think you're doing it easy, but that's so much harder because it's, oh it's painful. It's tough.
1: <laughs> it <laughs> is. And, and that, that to me right there is when you expect it, regardless of your spirituality or any views, yeah. when you expect it like that, we all as entrepreneurs, we all have to have faith. But the faith I'm talking about is, yes, it's awesome to have faith in something higher, but we have to have faith in ourselves. We have to have that belief and we have to expect that we are going to see it through. And it, when you have that, and when you're thinking at that level... And it doesn't even matter what your situation was. The fact that I was in such debt, in my, in my head, I had to reframe my situation and, 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 and reprogram myself and my subconscious to believe that that's just temporary. So yeah. what I did was, um, I didn't even realize that this was a skill and this was a technique at the time. But I, after reading the book, I was like, all right, well, if what I think about is what's going to bring about and what's going to happen in my life, then I wrote a letter to myself as if it was the day after I turned 30. And it was to me sharing what my life looked like. And it was like, brother Nick, man, I'm so proud of you for all that you've accomplished. And, and here, here I sit, you know, the day after I turned 30 and all the childhood dreams, all the blood, sweat and tears, it came true. And, you know, and I wrote this thing with so much emotion and I could visually see what the impact was like that I would read it every single day. Mm. Now at the time, I did not know what I was going to do. I just came off a business that failed. I didn't know what my next business was gonna be, but all I had was a tattoo, a letter that I wrote to myself, and I would read it every single day in a in a mindset that was strong. And what happened next was because of that mindset, I started attracting opportunities. Yeah. And so I ended up, you know, uh, seeing this opportunity you know, this uh, this mastermind with Evan Pagan. It was five grand. I had to borrow money, I had to, you know, get you know, I basically borrowed money to get there. Yep. You know, I was so broke. I had to bring protein mix with me and eat that, you know, in my hotel room. And it was bad, but everyone in that, in that room spent five grand to be there. And what happened is that the guy, Eben Pagan, it was, it was his event. What I learned there is exact. It was the missing puzzle piece. I had all these, it's like, I was trying to put together a puzzle as an entrepreneur, yep. but I wasn't looking at the side with like the images on it. I was trying to put together a puzzle with all like the cardboard side. Imagine a puzzle upside out. Yeah. And and I'm and I'm putting the corners together and it's like I couldn't, I I was always stuck and I was always missing something. And that event for me, that mentor, helped me realize that I had to narrow my niche. I needed to prove my value. And and so long story short, I ended up getting into Facebook marketing. And once I did that, I realized that I could go out and earn income. I just have to be able to get people a return on investment. So if you hire me, I need to be able to help you make five times your money, 10 times your money. And so once I figured all that out, I got started, I got into relentless action, I got local clients, I ended up getting clients from that mastermind. And as I propelled and started running my own ads, I just, became, I just decided I was going to be the Facebook
0: marketing guy. Yeah. I, was I was going, going to say, what, when dude. I heard this story before, I think what's powerful for people listening in on this, you know, you didn't just click your fingers. You started off at a position and like you didn't, well, you had a Facebook account, but you didn't even use it. I thought it was one of the yeah. other awesome things. And one of the things that you t- talked about in your event is this no learn teach. So long as you were, obviously you were learning at a, a rate yeah. of knots. And so long as you knew more than the people you're trying to help. And like you said, you can get a clear return on them. You don't necessarily have to have, you know, I've been doing Facebook marketing for yeah. four or five years. I mean, what yeah.
1: stops everybody is, is the is the mindset that, oh, I can't be a coach or, oh, I can't be a, a Facebook marketing expert because I don't have enough experience or I don't have this or I don't have that. And all of those thoughts are nothing more than limiting beliefs. Yeah. So the only thing that separated me was I had the, the guts and the cojones mm-hmm. to go out and say, I'm a Facebook marketing expert. And when I came home from that event and I claimed it and I put the flag in the ground. And I said, I'm a Facebook marketing expert. You know what people said, Nick, you're not even on Facebook. (laughs) You don't even use Facebook, man. Like, like what are you talking about? But, I had bought, you know, I bought a couple of courses. I had learned more than than people around me. Yeah. And I said, I'm just going to coach people and I'm going to teach people that know
0: less than me. Yeah, if you're it, just it, a step ahead of them. It's it, Sometimes people exactly. can relate to you better because you're not, you know, coaching initially. You're not coaching it from a position of you've been doing this for years and you do multi-million dollar campaigns. You're just like, just a step above. Yeah, and you can just, you're very relatable to the people you're helping.
1: Yeah, and and then it just, it just came down to hustle. And it was like, you know, my first client was a dog trainer. I'll never forget Jack. And, you know, I, I made him an offer for, you know, me to help him get his Facebook page together and run ads, do all this stuff in a thousand bucks. He said, no, I'm like, okay, 900. No, okay, 800. Okay, uh, 700. Okay, uh, 400. Okay, listen, <laughs> Jack, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I just need to get a client and you're the first client and uh, I'll, I'll design your Facebook page. I'll create your lead magnet. I will run ads for you. I will I will drive to your location where he
0: <laughs> trained dogs yep. and make a video for you for 200 bucks. I was going to say, you didn't get to live where you were going to pay him to work for him. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I took away every possible
1: objection. I was just like, I just had to get a client. I had yep. to make the business real and I didn't have time to burn. And as soon as he said yes, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because yep. as soon as you have someone that pays you, it becomes real. And then yeah. I took that and that experience and I went and I got more clients and more clients. And and then it's just about networking up. And I call it getting an anchor client because from there, yeah, you know, I went out and said, all right, so my mentor is Evan Pagan. You know, Frank Kern was a mentor. And even though I had only had at that point, maybe seven local business clients we're talking like insurance agents, and chiropractors, you know, and who didn't know anything about Facebook marketing, yeah. I went back to Evan Pagan and Frank Kern And just saw opportunity. And I did this whole presentation and write up about how I could help them on their pages. And they weren't doing anything on Facebook. So the fact that I was bringing that shedding light on it, it, they were like, okay, cool. Like, you want to do it for free, Nick? Go for it. You know, (laughs) knock yourself out. But what happened was all of a sudden my client was a big name influencer. And I call that the anchor client strategy. Instantaneously, people would say, I have no clue who the heck Nick Gunsworth is, but I know who Frank Kern is. I know who John Acerock is, who Evan Pagan is. And so once I had those those guys as free clients, I then could position myself and say, hey, I've consulted John, or I've consulted Evan, and people were hiring me. It was insane, $10,000 a pop, because I had all this credibility. Yeah, because they paid Emmett Pagan and and Frank Kern all this money,
0: and if I consulted them, it was like I was a hero. Yeah, and it wasn't just that. Obviously, you're good at what you do, and I've got. I mean, I am aware of the time, so I definitely want to. Yeah, you know, get a piece of this Facebook marketing and the Facebook advertising, and obviously, you're the author of the book on Facebook marketing. Help set your business and life on fire, and in the short time we've got here, I just want to touch on it, and you know, sort of some of the successful. Tips to bring it all together, like the general yeah. overview. And obviously, people can get this book. I mean, I've got it here, it's a great book. So, I mean, just for you to talk about some of the, you know, bringing a success key things you need yeah. in place starting from there, just to overview.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, why things grew so fast is because my focus was to get a positive return on investment. So, yeah. it's really important for everyone, you know, for you listening right now or watching that you think about it is if you invest a thousand, if you can get back two thousand wouldn't you do that all the time, right? It's like, I'm meeting with a client yesterday, they spent 3,000 and they made 11,000 on a product. And it's like, that's the holy grail. Yeah. Now you spend 30,000, you make 111,000. Yeah. So, you know, getting a positive return on investment, just to, just to put the bow on the, the, the story, is I did sell the company by 30, the guy who bought it was a person that was at Evan's event, and it was because of, of providing value. And so sold the company, And the the tips that I I help clients with and I've taught a lot that are in the book is the first thing is that you've got to be really, really clear on your lead magnet. You've got to have something to give your audience that is going to add value. So this is not a new concept really at this point, but just figure what's the biggest challenge or frustration that your market has and speak to that challenge or frustration and then give them the solution that might be a webinar you might give them a free checklist or a PDF or a white paper but solving someone's problem adds value and creates rapport now what I recommend what's working today because this stuff changes literally every single month what's working right now today is uh, ever webinars I, I prefer the tool ever webinar and when you use it you create a webinar which is just a presentation you record your screen you upload that video and then when you market that on Facebook people would see, oh, you know, free workshop to learn about health and fitness, to learn about dating and relationships, to learn about business, whatever it is. And they enter their email to get that workshop and then you add value for 45 minutes and then you share how they can work with you. And so that is the best funnel that's working right now. Now, in terms of advertising on Facebook, a couple things, you want to be very clear that When you're running your ads, you wanna have your face, you wanna have a personality behind it, you wanna have a conversational tone, smiling photo, and you wanna come across as you, authenticity matters. And once you have your ad, you've got your image, you've got your webinar, your ever webinar that you're running ads to, the very important pieces when you're targeting is it's all about being narrow in your focus, narrow in your targeting. You've gotta figure, Facebook has millions of different ways you can target people. So it's like, if you're a mortgage company, target women that are 21 to 29 that are first time home buyers that says, you know, wait, you know, congratulations on being engaged. (laughs) You can, you know, and Facebook knows when someone gets engaged. So if people that get engaged, whether you're a financial planner or a mortgage company or realtor, it's like if that matters to you, market to them, you know, you can target people that work at certain you know, uh, companies who can target professions. So the, the key thing is narrowing your focus. You know, the clients that invested 3000 to make 11, who I was just talking about, yep. they were photographers that through, you know, hiring me and, and help them realize their dream is now they they coach photographers. And so, but they're, as a coach they just target photographers yeah. you know, there's over a million people that they can target that's very tight and specific and they're cash flow positive positive. and if you put in 3,000 you make back 11 I ask you how many times would you do that over and over and over and over again so the key is you've got to be narrow in yeah. your message don't be the person that's gonna help and save everybody you have to zoom it in now people always push back and say Nick but I can help this person I can help that person I get it but in your ads make your ad specific to one target, one person, and then you can have two, three different campaigns, but make it super focused, because the more narrow your focus is, the more you're gonna save on your lead costs, and then when you track it effectively, then you're going to be able to see how much return on investment you're getting.
0: An interesting thing there, when you're saying you know separate campaigns, you have separate campaigns, people you coach, would you ever say, so if someone's come back to you and they're really keen on oh, I can help this person and this person, do you, do you set two different campaigns, specifically niche to that person, come back to the same sort of product? Yeah, or yeah
1: and person? I always just think you got to start with one first, just yeah. because people, it's, um, you know, when people d- divide their focus and attention, Yeah, you know, it's so hard to win when you're trying to do multiple things. So it's like, you know, there's, if you think about who's your ideal customer, you can't have, like, if you have to choose one, like who is the most ideal customer, that doesn't mean 10 people, if it's one, pick who that one is and go for that first and make a campaign for that. And then you've got to see it to the finish line. You've got to, you've got to FOC, FOC, focus on completion and get that thing to the finish line where, you know, I'll I'll have clients that they'll do run ads, do a webinar and they'll be like, all right, well, I spent a thousand bucks. I only made 1200. And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the the first time you do anything is is you're gonna suck at it. Yeah. Right. The first time you do anything, it's the hardest. The first time you do anything, you think like, how could I ever do five of these a month? Like it's it's always the hardest. So it's like most clients that follow our training, they're cash flow positive, or worst case scenario, they break even. And even yeah. if you break even, you that's the first. I mean, you have yeah. to you can get better at your. Got to think
0: of the long game. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. So I'm, I'm very aware of your time. I just want to touch on something that I, I don't see it mentioned that much. But I've, because a lot of times I see on Facebook and you hear a lot of people saying like, you know, Facebook likes don't get you paid and all that sort of stuff, and that's not important. But I like the approach. I mean, I've heard you talk about it a few times. The the positive angle for getting Facebook mm-hmm. likes and incorporate that into your advertising. And again, I've seen recently you were very successfully you merged two of your sort of Facebook pages into one. I like that. That yeah. How you see that? what's going on there? See. Yeah. See. And I was paying attention because not stupidly, but I've randomly got two pages and I was paying attention. So I just want you to briefly talk about how you can incorporate the, the, the value of Facebook likes in this sort of scenario and how you can incorporate it into your advertising and get the yeah. So,
1: so the whole thing is your goal with Facebook advertising is to take a cold prospect and to turn them into a warm prospect. So you can run ads directly to cold prospects and ask them to opt in for whatever it is that you have. Yeah. That still works to this day. My prediction is that that will become harder and harder to do because Facebook has become more competitive. And at the end of the day, Facebook is going to allow people to advertise and whoever has the higher relevancy score in their ads is going to be able to advertise more. So what's going to happen is that it's going to push people out. And so if you want to have a higher relevancy score, which means lower lead costs, because you know, the more relevant your ads are to your audience, Facebook will drive down your, your cost per click. Yeah. So if we know that, that having ads for people that are relevant, then running ads to cold prospects is going to become more challenging. Yeah. So the way that you warm them up is you can do a like campaign that targets cold prospects. So they, they start the relationship. It's like a thing that has a two-step process. So yeah, so just it's
0: like the start of the funnel, isn't it? Webinar, yeah.
1: yeah, you go add to like my page. And that being a right hand side ad on desktop, it's more of an impulse. It's click like if you love being an entrepreneur. And they click like and you target people who are entrepreneurs. Yeah. So you get people to, to make an easy click to the like button, that's an impulse. And what'll happen is because you're saying click like if you love, and then insert your niche. Click like if you love fitness. Click like if you love social media. Click like if you love being an entrepreneur. And because that'll have a high relevancy relevancy score, because you're asking a question, that's our our ninja like campaign, you're going to have lower lead cost or you're gonna have a, a low cost per click. You're gonna get a lot of Facebook likes. And then what happens is once you have those likes, they're gonna see some of your content. I mean, basically at, at this point, Facebook is not showing. If you do a status update,
0: you're only gonna one percent of your fans are gonna see Yeah, it. I know. It's it's way down. It's, it's quite like but again, you've got I think is it you got I know you've gone over a hundred thousand once you merge your your pages mm-hmm. together. And so obviously, apart from obviously there's a lot of value in having a hundred thousand likes, but a lot of people say, Oh great, you got likes. There's not much value in that. But I, I mean what come out there seem to be two key values from yep. your obviously the credibility aspect of you know a hundred thousand people like Nick Unsworth, etc. But also what you can do with them likes like you just mentioned in terms of you can, instead of marketing to Facebook, you can, a hundred thousand is a lot of people, so you can go straight in and, and almost your likes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the, the, the social proof is great and that's cool, but um, the biggest value is you wanna get your likes because then you're gonna run ads. So you wanna have, you never, ever, ever wanna buy cheesy overseas likes because then you can't market to them effectively. But yeah. so your goal is to have targeted likes and you can get them for, where if you get them for between 10 and 20 cents a piece, then that's targeted, that's really good. Then you just run ads to your own likes and that's where you show them the webinars. That's where you're going to have lower, you know, you'll get email opt-ins for a buck, a buck 50 versus you might spend five going directly to cold. So, I mean, hey, would you rather spend 20 cents to get a like and then spend a dollar fifty, or would you rather spend five bucks to a cold person that, you know, is, um, that's going to take some time to warm up anyway.
0: Yeah, exactly. If they go straight to your webinar, they might not have the, the, even if it's, Awesome. That that same person might not be quite ready for it. Well, I, I know you've got to go, but in closing, is there an alpha quote or a quote you like to live your life by?
1: So the one that gives me like, like I th- when I think about quotes, if you're going to choose a quote to live by, you want to choose the one that your hair like stands up, you get goosebumps. And the one for me is um, um, the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do by Steve Jobs. And I, I truly believe that every single human being has gifts inside of them. I, I, I believe that if you're living and walking here on earth, it's like it is your job. It is my job. It is there's, – there's no one else to look to but ourselves, you know, for, for yourself to bring those gifts out. You know, it's your job to go out and to explore those gifts and to live out your potential because it's not obvious what our gifts are sometimes. Sometimes people grow up and if they don't have – you know, a mother that's a stay-at-home mom, like I got lucky I'm so fortunate that I had a woman, a mom cared about me that, that told me I had gifts. You know, that's not, not everyone grows up that way. You know, every single, I've had my own challenges. Every single human being has all these crazy challenges in life, but it's, it's our duty to discover what our gifts are. And that's why it's so important to immerse yourself around the right people to have the right mindset, you know, dive into personal development, because once you discover that the gifts that you have, It's like we're all here for a reason. You know, to me, the biggest regret in life would be to live life, you know, and never explore your potential and the gifts that you have, because we all literally have the ability to do anything we put our minds to, and we all have literally the ability to change the world in some way. And that's the way I choose to live my life is to is to believe that my life matters enough that I'm gonna be the best version of myself. I'm gonna change my personal world. And by changing my world, I'm changing the lives of people that are around me and therefore changing the world. So it's like, I'm crazy enough to think that I can change the world. And I love being around people that, that you know, have the guts to think that too. And yeah. then it's all about exploring your, your gifts and, you
0: know, doing something big with your life. Awesome, amen. And I completely agree with that. And on top of that, it can happen quickly because I see you, your story, you know, we're talking that's 2010, you know, when we've talked about in the story and also, is life on fire did I see recently three years old this week three years old this wow. week you so know people are shocked like only three years because again you can accomplish yeah. a lot if you have that belief that momentum I think it's the old style belief that you think you have to have been doing something for years and years and years just to, to make a start really so that's absolutely yeah. awesome well, We've just touched it, but I mean, what's the best way people can connect with you if they want to hear more?
1: Yeah, so I am so fired up to be rolling out our new uh, lifeandfire.com. So lifeandfire.com, uh, we're building in some really cool social functionality to it, so we can hang out and have conversations there. But lifeandfire.com is the is the best way to to reach out, get in touch. Where you know, of course, on Facebook, just search for Life on Fire on Facebook. Our Facebook page is so much fun to watch because. We're we're um we're kicking some butt on it. I mean, you should see how many shares we're getting on our posts. So if you want something to model and check out, come yeah, say hi, right. interact. You no, I'm there on Facebook. You know, let's hang out, say hello. Um, definitely let me know that you listen to this. I'd love to uh,
0: to catch up and say what's up. So, absolutely awesome. Well, thanks, and again, we we spoke about enjoy your trip to Europe this summer or in the next couple of months. Sounds very nice. Yeah. And uh, if you ever need anything, just give me a shout. I'm over your side of the pond now, and. Uh, Very likely I'll see you at Ignite, if not before, 2017. Awesome, my man. Appreciate it, brother. No worries. Awaken 2016. Robert Greene is secured as our big name coming to the event. The New York Times best-selling author of Mastery, The 50th Law with 50 Cent, and his best-known book, The 48 Laws of Power. May the 27th and 28th. So, head over to ayalpha.com forward slash awaken. Come to the live event. It's where live events where I can trace back so many of the great relationships and networks I've got. Huge things can come from these. So, get out there, commit. I love to see you there. I've made it a no brainer. Get down there. What's the worst that could happen? I will see you there.